welcome to the RWC Podcast. I'm Leslie Lim, partner at Richard Wee Chambers, and with me today is Richard Wee, managing partner of the firm and my fellow partner. Hi, everybody. So over the weekend, the world was busy celebrating Valentine's Day, uh, but the sports world was rocked with a different kind of news. Manchester City was handed a two-year ban and a 30 million euro fine by UEFA for serious breaches of the financial fair play regulations. Richard, what was your reaction when you first saw the news? Well, I was um, quite surprised over the severity of the penalty, even though um, this issue, this case against uh, Manchester City have uh, subsisted over the last uh, 12 months to 18 months. Um, But having said that, um, I am also not surprised that UEFA have uh, uh, done this uh, because they have also uh, penalised other clubs, um, for example, uh, AC Milan way back in 2018. You mentioned about the severity of the punishment. Uh, Manchester City has issued a statement uh, and they are taking the position that uh, the case was initiated by UEFA, it was prosecuted by UEFA and it's now judged by UEFA. Of course, the club is now um, severely going to contest and defend the charges that have been raised against them, as well as the punishment, uh, and they're planning to seek for a uh, appeal process in the Court of Arbitration for Sports. Uh, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I'm not surprised that uh, Manchester City is um, raising such a defence. Um, and In fact, that defence is effectively questioning uh, the veracity and to some extent the authenticity of the UEFA uh, decision-making process. Um, but uh, that matter will be heard in, in CAS, as you mentioned, Court of Arbitration for Sports. And I, I think it will be interesting to see how CAS uh, adjudicators or arbitrators uh, deal with that problem. But having said that, actually the, um, the, the, the bigger issue here on the, the financial fair play, uh, whether or not the decision-making process was valid, invalid, etc. But the issue of financial fair play, that, that is the, the more important issue here. Did Manchester City um, committed those uh, FFP offences? Uh, many people may not uh, realize that FFP actually have been around uh, in Uf- Europe football, European football for quite some time. They, they, it's in fact been in, in around, if I'm not mistaken, as far back as 2009. And uh, Manchester City is definitely not the first and I doubt will be the last club um, to face a penalty under FFP. So while, uh, as you said, Leslie, while... Uh, City seems to uh, focus, if you look at the club statement on the website, seem to focus on the issue of who uh, investigated them, who heard the case and who decided the case. But I think we also like, would like to understand um, the uh, reason and cause for taking the case against them. Because it would be a good case study for uh, future advisory work, you know, when you when you cons- when you consulted by other sports clubs. Uh, I think we may need to be able to tell the club what they can and cannot spend. So in order to determine uh, whether or not Man City has actually breached the FFP uh, rules and provisions, uh, evidence is obviously going to come into play and play a very, very important part in this. Um, 
we don't know what exactly transpired uh, because, of course, so far the matter has been heard in a uh, internal and a very private manner. But news reports have uh, made mention about uh, leaked emails. So maybe run us through a bit. How, how important do you think evidence is going to uh, be uh, in the uh, originating process uh, and as well as the appeal process moving forward? Yeah, interesting. You, I, I was quite astounded when I first read that the basis of the case was some apparently some leaked evidence and leaked emails. Um, of course, um, I think uh, for uh, UEFA to impose an effective penalty, uh, the chain of evidence would have been crucial in their case. Um, and seeing that the purported reason, I, I say purported because we, all of us have never seen this email, um, we have to trust the UEFA's uh, uh, judicial body who decided on this who saw the leaked emails, we have to assume that these purported emails have actually highlighted serious financial uh, mis, uh, misuse uh, by, by, in this case, by Man City. So, yep, I, I would say that when this matter goes up to CAS or even uh, heard when it was heard at uh, the originating uh, hearing, evidence such as this would be very crucial to decide whether or not a club uh, had, had or breached or adhered to the FFP. All right, thanks for that. Um, of course, so far, the decision by UEFA impacts Manchester City insofar as the Champions League is concerned. But as we all know, Man City, of course, plays in the English Premier League as well. And uh, this goes towards the crux of the administration and management of the club. Do you foresee that we're going to see uh, any form of action being taken by the uh, English FA? Now that's an interesting point you raised there, um, Leslie. Uh, assuming if the English Premier League investigate this recent decision uh, by, or should I say the uh, wrongdoing by Man City and following the recent decision of UEFA, uh, and if Man City is again found guilty, uh, and this time by the Premier League, it would be interesting to see a club being punished effectively twice uh, for the same offence. Um, I think the, the, the Premier League will be very careful before they do this. Uh, there's also talks of deducting um, points from Man City. Uh, this story is definitely not going to end here yet. Uh, I think the next few weeks we will see things evolving. But I actually do expect the Premier League to do something. I, I think they will take some sort of uh, measure maybe to investigate the case and um, maybe do a, uh, some sort of inquiry before they come to something. I'm, I am not surprised at all. I would not be surprised at all if the Premier League start to investigate Man City on this. Well, I wouldn't be surprised if the Premier League took that uh, position as well because arguably the clubs that are affected by this in the Champions League obviously differ from the clubs uh, that are in the Premier League. But uh, last question before we wrap all this up. Richard, I know you're a huge football fan. Uh, and I'm just going to uh, end with a slightly non-legal question. Um, I'm just curious. What would you do if you were in Pep's shoes? <laughs> that question. All right. Well, I, I think Pep will definitely want to stay in Man City for now. Uh, I don't think his career is based purely on winning the Champions League. He draws much passion in uh, forming a formidable football team. Uh, look at his teams in Barcelona, in uh, Bayern Munich. 
they have uh, played in a particular football, a fluid soccer, fl- fluid football, and he's doing that in Man City. So I think he would like to probably stay. But um, you know, never say you never know about football. Uh, somebody offer him a better contract, a more exciting project, he may move. And being an Everton fan, as you know, most of you know, I, I support Everton. Um, if Carlo Ancelotti was not the Everton manager, it would be nice. Maybe he can move to Everton and, and manage <laughs> and bring us back to the Champions League, etc., etc. But I personally think he will stay in Man City. Thanks. All right, and that wraps up our RWC podcast this time on uh, Manchester City's re- recent ban by UEFA and a little bit on the uh, financial fair play regulations. Thank you for listening in. Thank you.